So we're on the last morning of uh, 2017, the end of a year, and uh, quite a year. I know uh, on a national level it's been a very turbulent year, and on a global level it's uh, Like on a global level, it's always a turbulent year. And um, perhaps for you, as it has been for me in some ways, uh, uh, also a challenging year. So, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's really at the, you know, at the end of 2017. You know, we make up these numbers, you know. We determine this day as, as like, okay, this is the 31st of December, so it's the end of 2017, and you know we kind of made all that up. But uh, there is a, a value in in have in marking beginnings and endings, <coughs> and uh, you know I come from a Celtic country where it, for, for thousands upon thousands upon thousands of years people have used the seasons and the, the moon phases and the uh, length of the days as a means of marking time. So it's normal for us to have those um, that sense of determining uh, uh, our lives and, and uh, in a short, short periods of time and also long periods of time. And it's helpful to have those uh, the senses of beginnings and endings, and, and also recognizing, you know, when uh, so like when we follow the, the seasons and the the movement of the sun and the moon, we see that there are times of darkness and times when there's greater light, and times when the light is increasing and times when the the darkness is increasing, and this is the natural way of things, and it's a it's a it's a flux. One follows along behind the other. So uh, we got to solstice a little while ago, the, the shortest night, and then gradually there's, uh, the, the days increase, the length of the days increase a little bit until we come to summer solstice, and then they'll start to get shorter, the dark nights get longer again. And, uh, and that's how it goes, you know. And the, the springtime brings us all the, the joy and the beauty and the wonder of the new flowers and, you know, here it's a little different actually, but in, where I come from, the, the farm animals, you know, the, the lambs and the goats and the calves and the foals all come out in the springtime. Here it sort of seems a bit more like any old time. <laughs> so, so it has that sense of new and, and kind of wondrous in the spring. And, uh, and then summer, like the, the joy or perhaps the intensity of summer, you know, can be depending on how much heat there is. And then the fall, that kind of resting time. And uh, the trees let go, many of the trees let go of their leaves uh, to reserve energy. So each little leaf dies and falls. But it isn't a sad occasion, it's a, it's a natural process. And in the falling of those leaves, there's a nourishing of the earth that, that feeds the tree on which those 
the leaves have been growing so there's a, so nothing is lost and then the winter where uh, you know, there's a time of uh, you know, again depending on where you are but if the winter is cold then it's a time of withdrawing it's kind of a time of death in, in a certain way you know the, the trees many many trees lose all of their leaves and and the fruits are gone and it's just quiet dormant many creatures go into hibernation they just sort of disappear for some months so there's a kind of a stopping of things and uh, and because of that because of that rest and that, that ending which isn't a real ending but it's a sort of a a lull, then, then there's the energy for spring to come again, and that's the cycle of things. And we have got very out of touch with these cycles, you know, living in cities and using screens a lot, and, and even in the country being able to manipulate, you know, um, how, when, what grows when, with, with all kinds of chemicals and plastics and various things, we can do a lot to manipulate the natural rhythm of things, but still that, uh, that natural rhythm is, is kind of underlying everything in this world. So, uh, you know, we've all been born and we're going through this life and uh, some maybe in the spring of life, some in the autumn, some in the fall, some maybe in the winter of our lives. And there's a, there's a perfection in that. But if we feel like it should, be, should always be summer, then we're going to suffer. And so we come to the, the winter and the, and the ending of this year. And so it's a, it's a good time to look back and just to see and feel how this year has been and to uh, allow it to be felt because it's you know that it's changing so the we haven't talked much about Mara on this retreat but uh, Mara is um, in the in the suttas is a, a character that pops up quite a lot and uh, is like a personification of, of delusion and a personification of that which wants to pull us off, the, off track, off the path. And uh, one of the voices of Mara is, uh, one of the things that Mara tells us is it's always been like this and it's always going to be like this. So, uh, you know, when we go through really difficult times Mara tells us, you never were any good in the first place. You were always, it was always a disaster. You were always a hopeless case. It was always going to be a mess. You just fooled yourself. And, uh, and you know, if you go into states of depression, Mara tells us, this is how it is. It's, it's going to be like this forever. And if we feel trapped, Mara tells us, you are trapped. You are trapped and there's no way out. So these are all the voices, some of the many, many voices of Mara. 
But the Dhamma points us to something quite different. So the Dhamma points us to uh, our inherent interconnectedness. There is, it is impossible for us to exist without being completely interconnected with everything else and everyone else. So I was listening recently to a, a, a man, uh, he's a, a scientist and, a, and an engineer, and he was talking about, um, well, he was talking about interconnectedness. And he was saying, you know, every day we take in, you know, when we take in food, we take in water, and we take in air, we take in about the equivalent in, in uh, he was using kilo, kilogram, kilos of an arm, of one of our arms. Every day we take in about that equivalent in food, water, and air. So even air has a, has a weight. So every day we take in about that much, about that much, into this being, into this body. And then most of that is, is also going back out in, into the environment again. If, if we put it on weight every day, then we keep it a bit extra. <laughs> if we're losing weight, we're giving it a bit extra. But pretty much that's what's going on every day. About the equivalent of our arm is coming into this and becoming part of and, and, and being let go. And, and he's speaking, so I, like, I quite often like to speak about the, with the breath, how <laughs> as we breathe, we, we're sharing the breath. So it's not like my breath and your breath, but we're sharing the breath. And we're also sharing with the plants around us, because they're breathing out ox, uh, carbon dioxide. In the, they breathe in carbon dioxide during the day and breathe out oxygen. So the opposite to us, so we're breathing together. But he took it a little bit further. He said, he said that same thing, and then he said, in a, within a couple of days, because of the winds and the movements of winds on the earth, your breath could be in a completely different part of the world, and that breath becomes part of a flower, or part of a tree, or part of an animal, in a totally different part of the world within two days. So it's like it's not just a, it's not just like a, a nice poetic idea, or a, or a sort of abstract philosophical concept. It's, it's actually happening. That every moment we are nourished by, you know, a kangaroo from Australia, or a, a blossom in the Amazon, or a, an oak tree in in England. You know, it's like every moment that's that's going on. And likewise, as we breathe out, we're, we're sharing what we have with others, and that's that's just going on all the time. We are we cannot be separated from everything in this world, everything on this earth. And yet our experience often is of being very separate and, and alone and uh, you know, maybe not, not understood often or stuck or, you know, and then, and then there's a sense of this, this rather painful sense of separate self that uh, when, we, when we miss the, the beauty of at this moment, and the beauty of the interconnectedness of this moment. So the Dharma is, is opening up this, this trapped experience of being separate, this, this uh, very limited experience of being separate, and it's, it's opening up in, into this miraculous, really, connection with, with everything. And, uh, and also the sense of time, 
and being time bound. So for myself, one of the most painful experiences before I came across the Dharma was just this very, very strong sense of being stuck. I've been born, I've got a long, maybe a long way to go before I die and, and I'm kind of stuck, you know. Here I am every day with this body and mind and mind's a bit of a mess and body's not what I want it to be and it does all these weird things and I should stop doing them and, you know, and uh, I'm stuck. And that, that sense of stuckness was really very, very intense, very, very painful. <coughs> and then it was, it was hearing the Dhamma, the Four Noble Truths, and, and seeing intuitively, understanding that everything, you know, the, the truth is to be found here and now. And, uh, and when one comes into presence with what is here and now, nothing is stuck. There is no stuckness, there is no thing, actually, to get stuck. There is this ever-changing process of interbeing and of change. So sometimes we, we hear that and we think, oh, that's a nice concept, you know, yeah, everything changes, uh, we're all connected, you know, and it's like we hear it as a, as a sort of a, as a superficial concept, but it's, it's, it's profound. It's deeply profound and it's liberating. So, uh, you know, our experience much of the time is very different to that. It's, uh, you know, we feel the weight of, of our past experiences, our past difficulties or burdens, and we feel the, you know, maybe the hope of what we want to see happen in the future. And, uh, you know, hope is okay but it's to be held lightly because things tend not to work out the way we plan if you haven't noticed and um, so you know we can have those guiding stars that, that lead us on and bring us a sense of, of inspiration but ultimately we, we're not going anywhere we're not going to arrive anywhere we're not becoming anything it's we're, we're when we're walking the path, we're more and more deeply understanding the well, the momentary arising of, of each thing and the conditioned arising of each thing and the conditioned arising of the sense of self and the sense of other. So, you know, in our experience, you know, our perceptions are, are, are so much... Um, formed by our past experience. So, you know, if we've had a very difficult life, then we may be living from a place of life is hard, life is difficult, life is, you know, we may be wearing armour because we're afraid to have to meet the, the kind of challenges we've met in the past. Um, or we may really have enough um, support and, uh, and insight that we can say, okay, it's been really tough, but I know there's more to it than that. I know it's better than that. And so there can be like a, a faith and uh, a confidence to, to keep opening anyway, even though it's been hard. And, uh, you know, if we've had a hard year and we've been knocked uh, things have not turned out the way we hoped. 
you know, don't get stuck in the, the idea of I'm, you know, I'm a failure or this is, uh, this is it now for the rest of my life. I'm stuck. Because we're only as stuck as we think we are. It's the thinking that keeps us stuck. And the, and the perceptions that we don't question, those are what keep us stuck. But the, the path is really inviting us to, to keep turn, turning towards that um, truth of, of change and, and interbeing. And then when, the more we can turn towards that, the more agency we have in, in, a, in a funny kind of way. Because um, you know, when we see that in every moment all of, these causes, all of these causes and conditions are coming together right now for this, right now. You know, the more we can see that, the, the food that we have from this kitchen and the the heating and the, you know, the community and, and the environment, you know, the more we can see there's what's immediately here and then there's what's supported us to be here in, in, through our wider, you know, through our more, throughout the lives that we've come from, our wider network. And you can see that there's the, you know, also the, the suffering that we've experienced, the difficulties that have brought us to the past. So often people tell me something really, really difficult that happened, and then they say, but that's when I started to practice. So it's like, that's, that's caused the causes and conditions, they're all part of what's brought us here. <coughs> so, uh, you know, like I say before, if we always look for summer, if we want it to be eternal summer, we will be, you know, happy for a very short time and struggling for a very long time. But if we can bring everything in to, uh, to nourish our practice and to really um, honour and be awake to and interested in the, the, this, this present state, this presently arisen state, as it, as it says in the suttas, this presently arisen state. If we can really uh, pay attention to that and be interested and have uh, clear attention to that, even if we can't, you know, I'm not saying just do that now forever, you know, it's, it's hard to do, but even if we do it for moments, there's a break in the story of self and other, <coughs> self and other. And then there's, a, there's an experience, and I can just touch it right this minute actually, there's an experience of opening, of, uh, in, a, in some ways it, it almost feels like limitless possibility in that moment. And uh, it's a, it takes a shift of mind, a shift of attention. This is subtle, but it's not hard, it's not difficult. So we may just have a little moment here on the here and there where the, you know, the burden and the story and the feeling of me is, it opens up into something light. But in that moment, we can see that, okay, that's not everything. 
even though it feels like it's everything. That sense of me and mine is just, you know, it's, it's another conditioned state. It's like, oh, it can change. And it's very, very important to keep that in mind. Even if you can't feel the opening, just to know conceptually at least, to know conceptually like, this is, there's causes and conditions that have come together to create this moment like this. And then when we know that there's a, a possibility to bring in supportive conditions, to, you know, to really put energy into supportive conditions that can help to, to transform our mind and life in a, in a direction that leads to greater freedom. So it's simple little things like just noticing something good. You know, having a little gratitude. Just like, for example, that the sun is shining right now. There's this beautiful sunlight. That's uh, giving food to the trees that I can see out the window. There. And uh, giving a little lift to my mind at this moment. And uh, in gratitude for the warm blanket that you have, most people have one. Or gratitude for that there's food in the belly today. You know, many, many little things that we, we, we miss. We miss the little things and we get the big story of, you know, of what we're going to be or what we should be or what we hoped we'd be. And then the big story is always, uh, well, it's either disappointing or it keeps us dangling one or the other. It never really arrives anywhere for very long. So it's, it's, it's you know, noticing the little things, it brings us back into a state of presence. And it's in that state of presence that we find freedom. So it's only there, really. And every, every moment that we touch into that, it's like a moment of freedom, a moment of seeing clearly, seeing through the story. And uh, you know, even if it's just one moment on a nine-day retreat, it's to be celebrated. It's precious. So, uh, yeah, conventionally, this is the last day of 2017. It might be like, phew, thank goodness for that. It's been a hell of a year. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then we, we, we put out, well, having a sense of real clarity of like putting down. Okay, it's been like this, what do I want to put down? What do I want to let go of that I've been carrying that maybe I don't need to carry anymore? Carried it long enough. Other things that we can just say, Okay, you know, I wanted it to be different to this, but it's like this. And so I'm going to just put that down now and get on with, pick up something more useful. So uh, to take the time today to really feel, so I can feel in my shoulders as I'm speaking, like <laughs> certain things that need to be put down, feel and uh, reflect on what, what, uh, what has been uh, difficult, you know, what, what has been um, heavy and uh, difficult in this year. 
maybe that you've experienced coming to you from, you know, from conditions, and also what within you you'd like to to uh, let go of, transform. So it's an opportunity to really look into that, and uh, you know, I, I'm really not. I want to be really clear. We're not doing like I'm going to give up. Yeah, it's not like a, a New Year's resolution where you make some intention that's way beyond your capacity and do it for a week and then go back to how you were before. That's not the point. But it's more like to really look deeply at you know what I, what am I carrying that really isn't serving me that I can let go of, or or I can start to learn to let go of, and then. You know, see what see what comes to you. What's what's important to you, and then make the aspiration of uh, affirming a quality or a, an action that will support that transformation. So in the evening, there will there'll be a ceremony that will we'll we'll do that. We'll enact that together very simply, and. Uh, the more we connect really truly you know, with what is what's meaningful to us, then the more powerful it is. And, uh, and we'll witness each other's aspirations and intentions. Um, so I could just tell you the little ceremony. So what we do, I'm halfway there, so what we do is um, you know, well, there's the paper out there that uh, on the on the side there. There's coloured paper and pens. It's just white paper. Right? Oh, it's white paper. Isn't yeah. it? Okay, white's good too. <laughs> <laughs> it's a monastic retreat. White paper and pens. And uh, so you can take a piece of paper, or if you need to take more than one, it's okay. But take a piece of paper and and uh, just have it with you through the day and think about what is it that you'd like to put down on that paper and let go of. So of course, you know, just writing something on a piece of paper doesn't make it go away, but it's the clarity of intention. So it's the clarity of intention and the action of writing it down. Not just having it as a thought in the mind, but it's actually like you write it down. It's there, you see it. And then in the, around midnight we will go outside to the fire pit out there with the seats around it. There'll be a fire going, all being well. We get a couple of people to volunteer taking care of it. There'll be a fire going and then we'll, you know, all being witnessed together, we'll, we'll put our regrets, what we want to let go of, into the fire. So we're not going to read them out to everybody. They can be private, but we just put them into the fire, let that go. And then we speak out our intentional aspiration for this coming year. So that's, uh, that's going to be the ceremony this evening. And the more, like I say, the more you connect with what's meaningful, and then really make, it's a ritual, you know, that we make this ritual, you breathe life into the ritual by, like, using it as a tool. And so it's like a support to... to uh, let go and and renew um, wholesome, supportive intention. Okay, so we're going to meditate for, we'll sit quietly for 
15 minutes. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.